Paul Camp. Welcome to you, day 29 of Shape by the Word, season two, the drama of scripture. I'm here with uh, David Keefe, Matt Kresge, and Katie Kresge. We left you hanging last Friday in the middle of a story, one of the long, longest chapters in the book of Genesis. And um, the features in the chapter kind of repeat themselves, but they repeat themselves because this is a critical time in, in the life and the promise of Abraham. Uh, we've kind of been hanging on our seats as you know, Abraham and Sarah are childless throughout their life. And as they come to the end of their life, they have a child. They have a single child. And they're, they're searching for a wife for him in order for the line to continue. So it's still, the promises are still tenuously kind of hanging in a thread. And they're barely off you know, to a good start. So Abraham sends his servant back to his home to find a wife for Isaac. And... Uh, the writer of Genesis wants us to know that God's fingerprints are all over this as mm-hmm. he sustains his people and keeps his promises in spite of the difficulties and in spite of uh, the hopelessness uh, all around. So we pick up in the middle of this chapter, uh, Genesis chapter 24, uh, before we uh, move into this awkward transition. Uh, let's, uh, let's offer this moment to the Lord in prayer, reminding ourselves that and we're beholding God keeping not only his promises to Abraham, but establishing his promises to us in Christ and uh, noticing how every detail is deeply important to God. So, David, you mind lifting us up in prayer? No, let's pray. And, Father, we, uh, we do ask that as we now turn to your word, um, even as we see um, so much of the mess and so much of of uh, just the chaos that we know that in the middle of all that you are uh, the faithful God who keeps his promises. So thank you so much for the reminder that we see in scripture of who you are and how you are at work through your people. And so Father, we thank you for your word. We ask that your word would do its work in us today. Um, help us to behold its wonders and help us to, most importantly, to, to be reminded uh, of Christ, who, who's the fulfillment of, of all these things that we read today. That's why we ask that you would uh, do your work for your glory, for our joy. And we praise all in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Our reading starts in verse 32. We ended uh, on Friday with verses 28 through 31, the final paragraph. It's a good place to begin again. Uh, Abram's servant has uh, prayed. God has answered his prayer in a miraculous way. He has gone to uh, the household of his master's relatives and uh, a young woman has uh, answered every aspect of his prayer. And, and of course, he's going to rehearse this again, just so that our family knows that the Lord is deeply in us. But I'm going to begin in verse 28. The young woman ran and told her mother's household about all of these things. Now, Rebecca had a brother named Laban, and he hurried out to the man at the spring. As soon as he had seen the nose ring and the bracelets on his sister's arm and had heard Rebecca tell what the man said to her, he went out to the man and found him standing by the camels near the spring. Come, you who are blessed by the Lord, he said, and why are you standing here? I've prepared the house and a place for the camels. So the man went to the house, and the camels were unloaded. Straw and fodder were wrought for the camels and water for him and his men to wash their feet. Then food was set before him, but he said, I will not eat until I've told you what I have to say. Then tell us, Laban said. So he said, I'm Abram's servant. The Lord has blessed my master abundantly, and he has become wealthy. He has given him sheep and cattle, silver and gold, male and female servants, and camels and donkeys. My master's wife, Sarah, has borne him a son in her old age, and he has given him everything he owns. And my master made me swear on an oath and said, You must not get a wife for my son from the daughters of the Canaanites in whose land I live, but go to my father's family and to my own clan and get a wife for my son. Then I asked my master, 
What if the woman will not come back with me? He replied, The Lord before whom I have walked faithfully will send his angel with you and make your journey success, so that you can get a wife for my son from my own clan and from my father's family. You will be released from my oath if when you go to my clan they refuse to give her to you. Then you will be released from the oath. When I came to the spring today, I said, Lord God of my master Abraham, if you will, please grant me success to the journey on which I have come. See, I am standing beside the spring. If a young woman comes out to draw water, and I say to her, Please let me drink a little water from your jar. And if she says to me, Drink, and I'll draw water for your camels too, let her be the one the Lord has chosen for my master's son. Before I finished praying in my heart, Rebecca came out with her jar on her shoulder. She went down to the spring and drew water, and I said to her, Please give me a drink. She quickly lowered her jar from her shoulder and said, Drink, and I'll water your camels too. So I drink, and she watered the camels also. I asked her, Whose daughter are you? She said, The daughter of Bethuel, son of Nahor, whom Milcah bore to him. And then I put the ring in her nose and bracelets on her arm, and I bowed down and worshipped the Lord. I praised the Lord, the God of my master Abraham, who had led me on the right road to get the granddaughter of my master's brother for his son. Now if you will show kindness and faithfulness to my master, tell me, and if not, tell me, so I may know which way to turn. Laban said to Bethuel, Laban and Bethel answered, This is from the Lord. We can say nothing to you one way or the other. Here is Rebekah. Take her and go, and let her become the wife of your master's son, as the Lord has directed. When Abraham's servant heard, heard what they said, he bowed down to the ground before the Lord. Then the servant brought out gold and silver jewelry and articles of clothing and gave them to Rebekah. He also gave costly gifts to her brother and to her mother. And then he and the men who were with him ate and drank and spent the night there. When they got up the next morning, he said, Send me on my way to my master. But her brother and her mother replied, Let the young woman remain with us ten days or so, then you may go. But he said to them, Do not detain me now that the Lord has granted success to my journey. Send me on the way, so I may go to my master. Then they said, Let's call the young woman and ask her about it. So they called Rebekah and asked her, Will you go with us, man? I will go, she said. So they sent their sister Rebekah on their way, along with her nurse and Abram's servant and his men. And they blessed Rebekah and said to her, Our sister, may you increase to thousands upon thousands, may your offspring possess the cities of their enemies. Then Rebekah and her attendants got ready and mounted the camels and went back with the man. So the servant took Rebekah and left. Now Isaac had come from Beer Lahiroi, for he was living in the Negev. He went out to the field one evening to meditate, and as he looked up, he saw the camels approaching. Rebekah also looked up and saw Isaac. She got down from her camel and asked the servant, Who is that man in the field coming to meet us? He is my master, the servant answered. So she took her veil and covered herself. Then the servant told Isaac all he had done. Isaac brought her into the tent of his mother Sarah, and he married Rebekah. So she became his wife, and he loved her. And Isaac was comforted after his mother's death. Not your traditional love story <laughs> in any sense of the imagination. I do like that they finally asked Rebecca if she wanted to go with the man, but yeah. it's a very kind of quick movement from you know seeing the Lord's hands in this to you know quickly uh, giving Rebecca you know to the servant. And of course, uh, what the you know narrator wants us to know and wants us to hear, or what God wants us to hear, is how his his hand is preserving his people and his hand is completing his promises. 
And there are a lot of fine details in this, and there's a lot of ups and downs along the road to the completion of his promises, but he has been faithful all the way through. So what are some of the things as we kind of conclude this long chapter um, that really stand out? Yeah, I think taken together with what we talked about on Friday, just uh, it's kind of repeated twice. You know, the, the servant, before he finished praying, uh, you know, the Lord brings Rebecca out. Rebecca came out. And then as he's rehashing the story and telling the story, he says, before I finished praying in my heart, Rebecca came out with a jar on her shoulder. Uh, and, and, I mean, it's it's easy, I think, for us to, to read this and to just kind of maybe get caught up in, in all the details. It's a long chapter and miss um, some of what's happening that that behind the scenes you know the lord is in his providence bringing about his promises you know and we've we've talked about this so so much but just that the promise is being wrapped up in in the offspring and in the continuation of the line and so we're seeing that again god working and and here through the prayers of of a servant you know and even before the servant finishes his prayers the lord is is at work and and rebecca comes out mm-hmm. And when you have a story that's repeated in this kind of detail, uh, you know, more than one time, it is really important, you know, to the narrative. Uh, We move to the book of Acts, you know, and we think of the story of Peter and Cornelius, which is told, you know, three times in in, in complete detail. Mm -hmm. And that God is, uh, you know, God is indeed keeping his promises and he's moving his promises forward. And of course, you know, the stories of Cornelius and his family are a completion of this story it's the blessing of the nations through through abraham and even though you know laban is not you know quite familiar with abraham's covenant the prayer is very similar that Mm -hmm. uh you know our sister may increase to thousands Mm -hmm. upon thousands and possess you know the cities of their enemies so you see a lot of the abrahamic covenant even you know passed on Mm -hmm. uh you know to rebecca and even in the middle of all that, you know, the servant's praying, and before he's done, the, the Lord answers his prayer. But even in the middle of that, you also have uh, this other family he's encountering, and he still gets kind of that, that favorable answer, even from them, you know, that Laban and, and Bethuel answered, this is from the Lord. We can say nothing to you one way or the other. Um, you know, here's Rebecca Taker, as the Lord has directed. So even this other family who could maybe, maybe throw up some walls or kind of just cause it to be a little more difficult, even they're answering favorably to what God's doing here and acknowledging that obviously God's at work here. We will be living with Laban most of this week and uh, especially in the, in the latter part of next week and realize that he's not usually this easy to deal with. Mm-hmm. So this is... A, we had this just gotten a, some presents or something, yes, right? Is, <laughs> it is a crazy way. You know, we, we are reminded that every time we read Scripture, it's a cross-cultural experience for us. Uh, I would not suggest anybody who just walks up to a young woman at the well and uh, is so forward and asking for a drink and then immediately puts a nose ring in her nose. <laughs> that is just not the way that we do things. And we realize, you know, that this is kind of an incredible, uh, you know, there's incredible distance from us and yet a lot of the emotions, that, you know, they're feeling their emotions that we feel with them and a lot of things that they're seeing are things that we deeper, deeply relate to as well. Mm-hmm. That's true. I I think something that stands out to me is um, just the servant uh, um, in verse 35 expressing that God is the reason that um, his master Abraham has become wealthy and he's given him sheep and cattle and all these things. And so the servant, it's clear that the servant has seen and experienced the Lord's hand and really seems to have, you know, a faith, his own faith um, that he 
that he believes in God and walks with God. Um, but just that he completely um, just gives all of the credit to Abraham's success to the Lord. Um, and I just think that's so important um, because we see that throughout Scripture, um, people become wealthy, people become successful and not give um, that credit um, to the Lord, even though he's the reason. We see God's people do that, right? Um, when they are brought out of Egypt. And so I just, I think it's, it's really neat to see how much the servant um, gives credit to the Lord and then how, how the Lord's hand is just all throughout the story. It's, it's really, really neat to see. No, you have to, you have to love the way that Abraham describes himself to the servant. Uh, when he says, you know, what if things don't work out? And he said, the Lord before whom I have walked faithfully. Mm-hmm. And, of course, we've just come through the Abram story, and we realize that, that he has had moments of, you know, great faith, and he has had moments of great weakness. And yet in all of this, he believed the Lord, and it was credited to him as righteousness. And in the end, you know, he is able to say for himself that, uh, you know, the Lord has been faithful to me and I have been faithful to him. And you you see this, you know, uh, through this servant. It is, you know, it's a third-person relationship for the servant. He's speaking of the God, you know, my master, you know, serves, but he's also speaking of him in glowing terms, having, you know, probably witnessed a lot of the ups and downs along the way and realized, you know, how deeply God's hand was on Abraham and on his life and how he was, you know, keeping his promises. And, and so it is. it is nice to see and to see that and of course we don't know how much you know Laban and and Bethuel were connected you know mm-hmm. to you know this particular God but they do recognize the hand mm-hmm. you know of you know of the Lord of Yahweh the personal covenant God in this movement as well and they're saying this is you know from from Yahweh what can we say one way or another and uh, we've all had you know those moments where God is so vividly involved in something that we just kind of stand back and what, what can we add to it or mm-hmm. what can we possibly say mm-hmm. in addition to what you've already said and, and so it is a moment that shows God continuing his promises to Abraham mm-hmm. alright a nice little pause there let's just use that pause to slide right into prayer Katie why don't you why don't you lead us absolutely Father, thank you for um, stories like these that aren't just stories, but that they really happened and where we see your hand at work, um, where we see how you provide and um, that you preserve um, your promises, that you that you come through. Um, and so, Father, would you help us, help us to trust that you are a God who um, you keep your promises, you, are, you remain faithful, and... Um, would you help us to walk faithfully and obediently um, in your will? And God, forgive us for when, when we fail to do that. Um, we know that you offer so, so much grace in Christ Jesus, and we thank you that you are a God who's slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. Um, so thank you for your faithfulness. Would you continue to walk with us today? It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen.